Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast. I am your host, Ben the Conservatarian, on this Saturday evening, and this is episode 158. And what I first wanted to start out by talking about, and I'm sure that a lot of people have heard of President Bukele down in El Salvador. I've talked about him before. Um, This guy is definitely fighting against the New World Order. It is awesome to hear what this man has to say. I never get bored of listening to any of his speeches or the way that he talks about it. I mean, he's completely turned that dystopian, socialistic country that George Soros tried to take over and destroy. And then you have all the civil wars that were created. You have MS-13 that was created by the CIA to cause nothing but chaos. And they've been doing it for decades. And it is nice to hear somebody like that talk with such conviction. And he won in a landslide. In a landslide in his country. He's ultra conservative. And he knows. He knows what is going on. He knows that spiritual aspect that I talk about from time to time. He knows what the hell is going on. And I'm going to play maybe not his entire speech. But I'm going to play a good portion of his speech. Because it is well worth listening to. Thank you, thank you. I love you too, I love you too. Dear Matt and Mercy, thank you for the kind invitation to have me here at CPAC. It is truly an honor to be here just a few days after our presidential and legislative elections. Which, by the way, they pulverize the opposition. Yes. They say, they say globalism comes to die at CPAC. I'm here to tell you that in El Salvador, it's already dead. But if you want globalism to die here too, you must be willing to unapologetically fight against everything and everyone that stands for it. Fight for your freedoms, fight for your rights. The next president of the United States must not only win an election, he must have the vision, the will, and the courage to do whatever it takes. And above all, he must be able to identify the underlying forces that will conspire him that will conspire against them. These dark forces are already taking over your country. You may not see it yet, but it's already happening. You don't see it as clearly because people are designed to see linear changes, not exponential ones. We don't always recognize how fast a problem can multiply and spiral out of control. The problem is much like the metaphor of the boiling frog. Once the water boils, it's already too late. People fail to see these things. It's our nature. Just like the frog, people become complacent 
and they don't realize how bad things are getting until it's too late. Well, I, well, I know, of course, El Salvador is a lot smaller country. Setting aside the differences, there's a similarity with what is happening here in the United States. We also had many apparently isolated problems in the 60s and the 70s, and we failed to realize as a country the severity of them until it became a civil war. By the time we reacted, it was already too late. We were already boiled like the frog. And it took us 50 years, two wars, 250,000 lives, and a third of our population displaced, and a near miracle to get our country back. Thank you. As your friend, I want to issue this warning so you don't make the same, the same mistakes we did in the 60s and the 70s. It is not easy to pull yourself back once you're in boiling water. In fact, in fact all the experts said it was impossible. And besides, you don't want to wait 50 years and maybe hope for a miracle to get out of hell. You can still jump before the water boils. Some might say I'm exaggerating, but we can clearly see the signs of a declining society because our own hit rock bottom decades ago. It's like when we see someone getting sick. First, it's maybe just stomachache or a headache or a small fever. But if you don't deal with the disease, it will only get worse, and then it, will, it may be, be too late. Even after our first war in El Salvador, we failed again to look into the signs of the second civil war that was coming, the gang war. After a million people fled the first war, a lot of them came to live in ghettos here in the United States where the gangs were formed. When former President Clinton deported a lot of those gang members without telling us they were gang members, they were criminals. They roamed free and recruited young people thousands of young Salvadorans to join the gangs. At first, they seemed like... And this is where MS-13 came in, and the fact that Bill Clinton pushed this garbage. Petty criminals. But they began to change and transform until they became the unscrupulous terrorists that we know today. Most of them even performed satanic rituals. And this has been well documented. They're 100% Satanist, pedophile, scumbag, pieces of shit that human traffic people and kill people for fun with knives. Butcher knives. Yep, that's what they like to do. They like to have people suffer. They like to kill them slowly. It's absolutely disgusting. The government back then didn't deal with the disease. Nor did the next administration, nor did the ones after that. The disease that had begun with mild symptoms got worse and worse. It became a cancer that seemed incurable. We are already seeing these symptoms in the United States. Big cities in decline like Baltimore, Portland, New York, just to name a few. Places where crime and drugs have become, have become the daily norm and even accepted and promoted by the government. How many young people have you lost 
to the streets of Philadelphia or San Francisco to fentanyl? Did we see these apocalyptic sites 15, 10, five years ago? Can you imagine how it will be in the next five, 10, or 15 years? The same thing was happening in El Salvador. In the span of less than a decade, gangs took control of all the country and our society. They evolved into a parallel government, controlling elections and even political parties. Every aspect of the daily life of most people was controlled by the gangs. Murder capital of the world yep, is a tragic title to hold. Getting rid of, what, of that was the bare minimum we had to achieve in order to even start thinking about rebuilding our country. But jumping out of the water when it's already boiling is an almost impossible feat. You are not there yet. And believe me, you don't want to be. We did the unthinkable to cleanse our society. We arrested the terrorists, we, but we have to remove corrupt judges and corrupt attorneys yep. and prosecutors. The same stuff that I've been talking about for a long time. There's a lot of corrupt judges and there are a lot of corrupt politicians and they all need to be removed. These corrupt judges, these corrupt judges and prosecutors were setting the gangs, the gang members free. And Nancy Pelosi. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't just the gangs. The corrupt system working tandem with the so-called international community, the NGOs, and of course the fake news, just like it happens here in the United States. Un unelected bureaucrats are trying to instate public policy. Who elected them? They don't have a democratic mandate. If they want a seat in the table, they should run for office. Yeah, yeah instead of be behind the scenes pulling the strings. It will not be a pretty sight for them if the elections are free and fair. I mean, who elected Soros to dictate public policy and laws? Nazi pedophile piece of stone. Why, why does he feel entitled to impose his agenda? Let me tell you something. Soros and his cronies hit a brick wall in El Salvador. Thank God. Thank God, another glory be to him. Salvadorans are now immune to his influence. No one believes his lies anymore over there. We just had, we just had free and fair elections. And we won in a landslide with more than 84% of the vote. Straight up landslide. Let that More than 84% of the people voted to continue our policies. Our victory is unprecedented in the history and modern democracies in the world. 
They also gave us a supermajority in Congress, more than that. 54 seats out of 60. <laughs> 57 if we count our allies. Yeah, why can't we hear more politicians like this talking that's, about the globalists? That's 95% of Congress. Let that also sink in. The people of El Salvador have woken up, and so can you. Yeah, they just need to quit watching the lamestream mainstream the news. Elites, they hate our success, and they fear yours. The people's free will to choose their leaders is something they despise because they cannot control that. You have experienced this firsthand here in the United States. The global elites control the mainstream media. They finance campaigns. District attorneys, to mention a few. They abuse their powers. They persecute political opponents. Look at what they did to Jan Six people. We don't weaponize our judicial system to persecute our political opponents. A practice that may sound familiar to you, but we don't do that there. And who's the dictator? <laughs> yeah, 100%. The, the global elites in the media, they work in conjunction, they run some stories and publish them. Same pictures to reinforce their agendas. You're no strangers to that here in the United States. We deal with that in El Salvador too. That is the free press that they talk about? Please. Yeah, they're all controlled. I always criticize the defenders of institutionalism. Not because I don't think strong institutions are paramount and necessary for a democracy, but because I find them very hypocritical. Yeah, because they lie they all the time. They seem to have the same standards for themselves as they are trying to impose on others. But there's yet another component that is more dangerous than a simple double standard. Institutions were created to serve the people and not the other way around. Somewhere... Somewhere along the way, those people forgot their fundamental purpose, which is more important than the institution itself. When the judicial system was created, it was created out of the necessity to bring justice. But now, it seems that survival and control of the judges, of the AGs, among others, are paramount. Yep, the multi-tier justice system. And the need to bring justice system. is merely a little more than an afterthought. Another example, the police was created to bring law and order. Let them seek law and order then. But now some of them are even afraid to do their job because they fear the consequences for doing it. They should be encouraged to fulfill their foundational roles without fear of repercussions that distract them, that distract them from their missions. The police was created to bring law and order. Let them bring law and order. If the judicial system was created to bring justice, 
Let them bring justice. Yeah, let's get rid of the multi-tier justice system garbage. Protect their purpose at all costs. Same goes with the press. Let them be free. A democracy needs a free press. But to enjoy that membership, you must adhere to their duty as a reporter. Report the facts. Don't be a puppet of those who finance you. Yep, or finance like organizations that you work for. Like Soros and BlackRock and Vanguard. Your freedom of speech, your freedom of speech will always be protected. We believe in free speech. All, every, everyone here believes in free speech. Your free speech will always be protected. But don't call yourself a journalist if you're just an activist. Exactly. Don't. Don't call yourself independent if you depend in open society. <laughs> yeah. Soros NGO for. Yeah, that's for Soros. Open society. Those Soros backed. Those sacred institutions have morphed away from the reason they were created. We should not defend those institutions for the sake of being institutions. Instead, we should defend the principles that created those institutions in the first place. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon. Like, share, and subscribe to it. Leave comments down below. Hit the like button. It helps with the algorithm. And then I want to give a shout out to my buddy over at the Solomon Clothing Company. Jeff is a Navy vet. And everything that he makes is 100% made in America. There's no outsourcing whatsoever. He has all the military patches and um, he'll make anything custom that you want. I have some badass hats that he's made for me, like hang pedophiles. I even got one of uh, the podcast and then, um, you know, destroy globalists, we the people, mandate freedom, uh, Gadsden flag, Betsy Ross flag. So, He's a definite 100% patriot, so head over to his website, type in the promo code Awake Not Woke at checkout, and you'll get 10% off on your purchase. We'll continue. It's troubling to see that this is happening everywhere. Not only in El Salvador and the United States, it's happening everywhere. It, but even here, in the United States, in the most powerful country in the world, even here, it's happening. America should listen to these words, not because the El Salvador model should be replicated here, but because these specific examples apply to any nation that has lost or is losing its way. Like the globalists trying to take over the entire world and create their new world order. But we aren't going to let that happen. We can't let that happen. And the globalists right now, in my opinion, are starting to get their asses kicked. This is a prime example of it. And this sort of stuff needs to continue to go on. People should be listening to examples like him. And like I said, I love Donald Trump. I like the things that he says. I like what he did for this country as far as creating lower, lower interest rates, at least helping it. I know that the Fed, you know, tries to control all that sort of stuff. But, you know, look at the benefits that we had in this country prior to Joe Biden. There was a huge difference between the Barack Obama presidency, four years of Trump, and now 
coming up on four years of the puppet Biden. Ask yourself why this is happening. Who is supporting it? And whether it's by ignorance or by choice. And fight it. Fight it with all your heart and soul. And be the beacon of hope. And be the beacon of hope that your founding fathers, with all their faults like every human being has, dreamt for your country. Fight for your freedoms, for your rights. Fight for the original purpose of these institutions and not their mere existence. It's still not too late. It can be done. It is time to erase these new paradigms that have been imposed in the recent years that make no sense. If you just free your minds from those invisible chains, you could do it. This shift is an extremely dangerous trend that undermines these institutions. Effectiveness and their credibility is at stake, both home and abroad. This is a warning from a friend. You should adhere to their foundational principles and purposes and denounce this new institutionalism. Now, you would think that's it as it wasn't enough, right? But unfortunately, there's more. <laughs> there are other symptoms that are even more difficult to diagnose. For instance, the financial situation of the United States. When I talk to my conservative friends right here, they always tell me that the problem is high taxes. But they're wrong. Of course, High taxes are extremely high here in the United States. I, I give you that. He's going to go into the Federal Reserve and why the Federal Reserve is a problem. He doesn't necessarily say it specifically, but we know since 1913 what they created. And they created this system to where they can control everything, but they shouldn't be controlling it. So taxes, yes, it's important to have low taxes. But the thing is, is look at all the printing of money. Look at the continual printing of money that we've had for decades and decades and decades. Look at all the money that was printed back in 2020, 2021, 2022, and current. You can't make this stuff up. That's why we have the high interest rates. That's why we have inflation. It is crazy. You're right in that. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is not the high taxes themselves, but the fact that they are not even really funding the government. Not even those high taxes, higher than a lot of places in the world, not even those taxes are really funding the government. So who's financing the government? Government is financed by treasury bonds. Yeah. Paper. Yeah. And who buys the treasury bonds? Mostly the Fed. Mm -hmm. And how does the Fed buy them? <laughs> By printing money. Yeah. Printing but more what money. What backing does the Fed have? 
for that money being printed. Nothing. The treasury bonds themselves. Nothing. Paper. So basically, <laughs> you finance the government by printing money out of thin air. Yep. Fantasy world. Someone could ask, someone could ask, well, so if the government can print the limited amounts of money out of thin air, why did they collect taxes? <laughs> exactly. I mean, in theory, it would make sense, right? If they can print unlimited amounts of money, why would they need taxes for? The answer is simple, but it's very shocking. The real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. Uh-huh. It's shocking, but it's true. The government is funded by money printing, paper backed with paper, a bubble that will inevitably burst. The situation is even worse than it seems, because if most Americans and the rest of the world were to become aware of this farce, confidence in your currency would be lost, the dollar would fall, and the Western civilization with it. If the next president of the United States doesn't make the necessary policies and the structural changes, sooner or later that bubble will burst. Yeah. There's still time. You don't have to make the same mistakes we did in the 60s and the 70s. That's why we need Donald Trump. Before the water boils. Winning the election isn't enough to solve these problems. They will not simply go away as a consequence of an electoral result. It would take a total re-engineering of the government, top to bottom. It will entail making difficult decisions, like the ones we made in El Salvador since 2019, and they're already paying off. Yep. It will be hard. The system will push back. But you have the right to determine your own fate. Yep, we went scorchers on MS-13. And the corrupt and crooked politicians. Salvador is the same. The decision for the direction of our nation was ours. And it continues to be ours. We didn't tolerate being told what to do. In doing so, we did the unthinkable against all adversity. We transformed El Salvador from the most dangerous country in the world to the safest in the Western Hemisphere. Yep, and that is what rule and law does. That is what getting rid of corrupt politicians and corrupt judges and corrupt cops and these bureaucrats that were put in place by people like George Soros, that is how we fix the problem. And if you think that it only is George Soros in El Salvador, you're greatly mistaken. He has got his hands in all the countries down there, all of them, and I'm not joking. Just like he has our ha his hands in this country, in Canada, in France, all over Europe, he's got his hands everywhere. And we've got to put a stop to this demon bastard.
Thank you. We, we did it by defying the global elites. We told them no more. And that is my message to you. Put up the fight, because it is, in the end, it will be worth it. It has been for us, and you will have your country back. May God bless you. May God bless the people of the United States. May God bless El Salvador and the future of both our nations. Thank you very much. Yep, that was a very, very, very good speech. It is very inspiring to hear something like that come from somebody from a country that was just ridden with crime and it had been going on for 30 plus years. And the fact that our CIA created MS-13 gangs and sent them back there to create chaos and they were running the country. And then it took him to become elected to start fixing the problem and then he gets reelected in a landslide. That is a crushing blow. Almost 85%. Almost 85%. You don't think it can't happen here? Oh, it definitely could. Imagine what is going to happen in 2024's election. I am certain that Trump's going to win. But like I said, the globalists, the deep state, these crooked and corrupt politicians, the scorecard hammer, dominion machines, if we don't put a stop to it, if we don't put a stop to commie California and crooked and corrupt New York, you know, the people need to be able to have their voices heard. They need to be able to vote on election day, one day only, no other time should people be able to vote unless you're military and, you, and you're living overseas. It should be one day voting, no mail-in garbage, one day voting, paper ballots will fix the problem just like that. Just like that. And then on a uh, side note, you know, there are more and more polls coming out right now that show Trump winning by as much as 50% amongst the black vote. He's well over 55, 60 with Hispanic people. If this trend continues, you'd know that there is no amount of cheating that these demon bastards can do to keep us from getting our country back, to keep us from being able to vote in who we really want, because we know that Joe was just put in place. That guy cannot fill an auditorium, so how do you expect that guy to get the most votes ever <laughs> in America? That makes no sense. It's mathematically impossible. You saw the guy. He didn't have people out there cheering him on. How many people had Biden yard signs? I didn't see any. But, you know, it's, people have got to realize that, that they cheated. They cheated hardcore. 
why else are they going after Jan 6 people and still prosecuting Jan 6 people? It's crazy. We're talking over three years ago. This happens. And they are still going after patriots. They are still going after we the people. And they won't stop till we fix the damn problem. How do we fix the problem? We fix the elections. How do we fix the elections? We change the damn laws. And we make the politicians, we make the governors follow those laws, follow their constitutions. That's how we fix the problem. And we can fix it. We can definitely fix it, but it's going to be an uphill battle. Just like Bukele said, it's going to be an uphill battle. There is definitely going to be a lot of chaos here in 2024. I know that I can feel it. It's coming. Are they going to do a communication blackout? I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to try and get rid of elections? Are they going to try and create a war so that Biden can stay the wartime president? I have no idea. I know that the globalists have got a whole bunch of things up their sleeve. They've got so many different plans, but we have to be awake to it. We have to realize that we can fix it because we definitely can. Or else, you know, we'd end up like El Salvador. Look at all the fentanyl coming in. Look at the open borders. The fact that our federal government doesn't want to do a damn thing about it. How can we have 10,000 plus people on average coming up through the border right now? How? How can we? We need law and order. We have to have it. And we have to have judges that are going to uphold the laws. And we need to have sheriffs and border agents and National Guard that are going to uphold these laws and regulations. And we need to hold the politicians accountable. We have laws in place, but our federal government could give a shit less about doing any of it. They don't care about fixing any of it. They want it to continue because they want the great replacement. That's a George Soros plan that is decades and decades and decades old. He's probably had that plan since I was not even born. That's how long these stupid piece of garbage globalists have been pushing for a new world order. They put these politicians in place, they select them, they aren't elected, they put them in place, and then they allow these attorney generals to not do anything. You know, somebody could kill somebody and then they get out on bail, but yet, you know, somebody, somebody goes to prison for a long time because they're at the Capitol on Jan 6. You can't make it up, but it is so very true. It is so true what these AGs are doing to our country. And they're all the ones that are globalist-backed by people like George Soros. They get put in place. They're not elected. They're selected. They're put in place, and they don't do anything. They sit on their hands. That is exactly what they do. They would rather destroy the patriot. They'd rather destroy we the people and get paid while they're doing it. So, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on my Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon.
like, share, subscribe to it, leave comments down below, hit the like button because it helps with the algorithm. And then I want to give a shout out to my buddy over at the Solomon Clothing Company, Jeff. Everything is 100% made in America, all the cotton, all the stitching, all the leather, all the embroideries. Everything's 100% made in America. There's no outsourcing whatsoever, so you don't have to worry about it. Coming from Bangladesh or from China, it's 100% sourced in America, stays in America, so that we can help our economy. And I know that he's a small company, but you know what? Every little bit helps. And uh, so head over to their website, type in the promo code Awake Not Woke at checkout, and you'll get 10% off on your purchase. And then I'm going to read this article. I'm going to summarize it. But this is from the Epic Times. Chris Kuhn, a former Proud Boy and decorated Marine Corps combat veteran, received a prison sentence on Friday for obstruction of law enforcement during the Jan 6, 2021 Capitol breach. Kuhn, who was accused of conspiring with other members of Kansas City membership chapter Proud Boys, to breach the Capitol was on Friday sentence to 75 days in prison, 60 days on house arrest, and $2,000 for damage to the Capitol building. <sighs> See, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. The globalists, they don't care about us. Our government doesn't care about us. They want to make us shut up. They don't want us to go out and protest. They want to go after the Patriots. They want to create all these problems that we're seeing. Like I said, the great replacement. They want people to just keep coming up through the southern border. And it's not just Mexicans because I get tired of hearing that when the news tries to push that or say that or even politicians are saying that. It's an absolute 100% lie. We literally have over 100 in 70 different countries with populations coming up through the southern border. And you got Iran and China at the top of the list. You can't make it up. And then on to the Clown Town clips. Now I'm going to go ahead and play this one first. And <laughs> oh, it's crazy. The mental disorder that we have in this country. The fact that people go along and believe this crap. My son does identify as a cat, but I cannot take him to a vet because I tried that and the veterinarian told me that because he has human anatomy, that he does not know how to to work on him or diagnose him with anything um, and he legally cannot. So and while I do think that is a form of discrimination because, you know, my son, if he says he's a cat, he is a cat. Um, and he needs to be treated like that, like one, you know, but um, I'm not going to press charges because I know that he could lose his license if I, if he did work on my son. So, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to sue him or anything. So don't worry, but this is something that I want to raise awareness on because I do think that people that identify as an animal should be able to go to the vet. You know, that's, the, that's the medical attention that they're wanting. Um, so I really do appreciate you asking this question. I think it's an important topic that we discuss because if, if we don't, we're never going to make progress. And these people that identify as cats are going to have to continue going to human doctors. <laughs> uh, how can this lady even have a child that they are taking care of? 
when they are literally believing that they are a human, but they gave birth to a to a cat because their son identifies as a cat. That makes no sense whatsoever. And it's like, why would you t- why would you take your kid to a vet? Vets work on animals, not human beings. <laughs> some of them work on big animals, some of them work on small animals. But they definitely, definitely, definitely do not work on human beings. That's what a hospital's for. That's what doctors are for. That's what nurses are for. <laughs> not veterinarians, dumbass. <laughs> these mental patients, these mental disorder people, that is what they will try to get you to believe. That's the narrative that they will try and push. That is the propaganda. I just, it's so crazy that people can be that brainwashed. That brainwashed, that stupid, into going along with that. Oh, my kid's a furry now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And this last clip is somebody who is talking on CNN and they want to have a superintendent removed because she wants to keep in place what this lady calls anti-LGBTQ rules and laws. Okay, so people that are born a sex, I don't care what they identify as, it's just like the person in the last clip that identified as a kitty cat. You know, like these mental disorder people have got to come to reality. They need to be shaken to reality. Here's the clip. I cannot believe that CNN would give her the time of day, but here we go. I mean, it's like I thought that we were over this garbage, but they're obviously going to keep pushing it, and it's so crazy. Here we go. We want the resignation of Ryan Walters, our state superintendent, and we want the removal of Kaya Raychek from our state library committee. And honestly, I don't know why she was even appointed, considering she's not an Oklahoma resident. As for the federal level, passing the Equality Act through the White House would be amazing, especially lifting bathroom bans and other other um, anti-LGBT bills that are coming through federally or locally. You talked about rhetoric uh, of public officials. How do you experience that and see that trickling down into the school setting? Well, social media is a big thing now, whether we like it or not. And anything that gets posted, especially on TikTok, so that's including libs of TikTok, it can be, it can get deep rooted in our, in our kids and our community, all of this misinformation, and it can perpetuate hatred towards other people. The misinformation is for their identity. And I think at the end of the day, people forget that we are all people. Whether or not you identify as non-binary or indigenous or autistic, if you're if you are autistic or if 
any other label fits you. We are still people at the end of the day. Asher Raven, uh, thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us today. Why CNN would put it on their television news network, I have no idea. But it's just like that where she's like, well, whatever people identify. Well, you just said that we're all human. So what about the lady that son identifies as a kitty cat and wanted to take her son to a vet? <laughs> you know, it's like fantasy land. It's up, it's down, it's all around, you know? It does not make sense. They, man, they must have watched way too many Disney movies or something, I don't know. It's just crazy, crazy stuff. So anyways, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon. So like, share, and subscribe to it. Leave comments down below. Hit the like button, it helps with the algorithm. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Enemy, your terminal lack of vision.